Going loco down in Acapulco if you stay too long. Take it, Orville. Going loco down in Acapulco if you stay too long. Take it, robot. Going loco down in Acapulco if you stay too long. Take it, Christopher Walken. Going loco down in Acapulco if you stay too long. Take it, Jackie D. Going loco down in Acapulco if you stay too long. Take it, Stu. What a <laughs> fucking letdown. What a letdown. Anyway, <laughs> hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Stu and Al pod. Hello, Stu. How doing, right? Yeah, let us down at the start there, didn't you? Sprang yeah. it on you. You weren't ready for it. I don't know the words. Well, I just fucking sang it five times. Should have got it. I wasn't, I wasn't listening. Oh, yeah, whatever. Right. Anyway, hello, Stu. What are you drinking today? Uh, well, I'm going loco down in Acapulco, Al. What have you got, then? A Heineken. Uh, I've got beer. <laughs> mm. Bouncy. Yeah. I've noticed something. Every time we do the Jackie D, you do your little head shake like that. that well, that's... Was it me, though, or was it Jackie D really in the room? Is Jackie D inside you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Or is it the other way around? Oh. <laughs> Bit of blue for dabs. Go on, then. What do you got to tell us? How did you know I had something to tell you? Well, you, I assume you probably have. Oh, you're, you're some kind of mind reader now. Yeah. How do I do, Al? Uh, I've got a fact for you. Okay. Like the other day. So... This this episode we're doing now is going to be released on February the 26th. Yeah, as you know. episode 20. So, when you're listening to this, it, it will be appropriate when I say on this day, because this happened in February 26th. Yeah. So, on this day in 1797, Al, yeah. the Bank of England issued their first £1 note. Fucking hell. Yeah. And also, on this day, in 1868... It was the first ever Aintree Grand National. Is that it? Is that really how you'll want to start the podcast? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, if you've not switched off already, then uh, welcome to episode That's 20. interesting, that. Yeah, it's the it first ever Grand yeah. National. Yeah, really interesting. Well done, Stu. The winning horse was Lottery, ridden by Jim Mason. Brilliant. It's a five-to-one favourite. We'd like to try and start off with a few laughs, and we've already uh, fallen behind quite far. Stu, can you think back to episode 10? No? Um, so, on no. episode 10, Stu, I did a quiz of the first nine episodes for you. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I have got a quiz. Yeah. As soon as it is episode 20, I've got a quiz. Uh, I've got five questions from the last nine episodes. Do you want to try that quiz? Yeah, go on. And the last one was boring, so I'm sure this one will be... <laughs> well, uh, more boring than your fucking facts. Play along at home if you want to. So, Stu, question one. In episode 11... What was different about that episode? I started paying attention. <laughs> no, it was the first time that Bastermind became a regular feature. Guys, it's been that long. Yeah, it's been that long. Wow. Question two. In episode 12, what do we have to do at the start of the episode? Uh, Apologise to Chris Comra. Correct. Well done. There's one point for you. And a long list of apologies we've made. Question three. In episode 14, the head chef down the bag of nails was from where? Sunderland. No, he was from Newcastle. He was a Geordie, uh, I'm afraid. Uh, question four. In the Christmas special, what song did Jackie D sing? Um, can't remember. It was All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh, All I Want yeah. for Christmas is You. And finally, <laughs> uh, question five. In episode 18, who dropped their rap album? Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> yes, it was. Good game, good game. Well done, Stu. You got two out of five. Well done. So on episode 30, I'll do the same again and I'll do another quiz. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's just get rid of all this old shite and move on. Actually, Al, speaking of science. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I found all these periodic tables I bought when I was studying in Bilbao the other day. Yeah. Remember that when I was in Bilbao for a year? Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. So I was having trouble finding one element on here in particular, but apparently a lot of people have trouble with uh, with this. Yeah. 
as you may or may not know, nobody can find the Spanish zinc position. Oh, God, right. Fuck's sake. This is top three. Top three. Uh, So each episode, me and Al have a topic to discuss where we tell you all about our three favourite things about it. So, for example, if we were to say our three favourite things about Holland, I would say waffles, clogs, and uh, bikes. Brilliant. So, Stu, it was your choice for the top three this episode, and you chose top three... La, 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 musicals. The musicals, musicals. Musicals. Stu, how did you find this one? Charming. Oh, excellent. Well, seeing as you chose the subject, would you like me to go first? Yes. Okay, so I've gone with number three, Stu. It was the first musical I ever went to see at the De Montfort Hall in Leicester. It was Annie. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. (laughs) Who sings that? Uh, Jackie D, I think. Yeah, let's keep it that way. So, Annie is a uh, musical based on a Harold Gray comic called Little Orphan Annie, and it debuted in Broadway in 1977. So, if you don't know what Annie's about, it's about a little orphan girl with curly red hair, and she's, she gets, goes to live with someone called Oliver Warbucks, who's a billionaire, goes for Christmas for some reason, I can't remember the exact reason that she goes. And then uh, she goes back and then something happens and she ends, up, but she ends up living with the billionaire or something like that. I can't really remember too much of it, Stu, so I've not seen it for years. But I just remember mm. the first music I went to see. I like some of the songs in it. You know, it's got Tomorrow, which I beautifully sang a minute ago. It's also got the song by Mrs. Ha- Miss Hannigan, who, is the, who runs the uh, orphanage called Little Girls. And it's a great song. She's such a good character in it absolutely brilliant like in the film version as well she's really good and it's also got um hard knock life it's a hard knock life for us <laughs> anyway Stu, i just thought i'd uh you know i've not got many facts i find it difficult to find facts about musicals but uh, i did find out that it is it had its third west end revival in 2017 you like the uh you like the musical annie Stu? never seen it have you not oh it's good no but I'm mainly picking it because it is the first musical I went to see. Fair enough. Okay. Go on then, give us your number three. Moulin Rouge. The Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Rougie. Rougie. It's Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Rougie. Yeah. Uh, so, you seen it? No, never seen it. Really? Yeah, I've never seen it. You watch Annie, but you don't watch Moulin Rouge. I, I found out, Stu, that there's so many musicals I haven't seen that, you know, that I probably should have. I, mean, I, I've, I like to think of myself as a big musical fan, but there's so many that I haven't seen, so I don't think I am. Yeah, but when we say musicals, though, I know I said open this for stage and screen, but like, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a um, stage production of anything. Oh. So these are all going to be films. Okay. I like musical films. Yeah. That's me. So, if you've not heard it, I haven't seen it, I'll tell you what it's about. It's the story of a penniless writer called Christian uh, who falls in with a bohemian crowd who ask him to write a musical to be performed at the famous Paris nightclub, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Uh, There he meets the star performer, Satine, who's played by Nicole Kidman in the film. Yeah. But it goes a bit south from there. Oh, God. Like, he falls in love and things, but um, it takes a bit of a dark turn with this uh, this rich bloke. He's like, no, I like Satine. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi's like, but I like her. And then, yeah, yeah. I don't want to ruin it for you, Albert, you guys. Okay. Give us some facts then. <laughs> Tell you what, though, if you do like, you like the band The Police? Uh, not really, no. Okay, then. Never mind. <laughs> facts. Filming was halted for two weeks after Nicole Kidman fractured two ribs during a uh, dance routine. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> There's a song in there as well. The fact number two, the song Come What May was written for another Baz Luhrmann film, Romeo and Juliet. Have you seen that one? Yes, I have. I can't believe I didn't pick yeah, that. So that was, that was that's, written that's not a musical. That film. No, no, no. 
it's not. But that that song was written for that film, but not used. But because it was written for another film, it was disqualified for the Oscars Best Song Award. Fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit bit of a bit of a stink, isn't it? Yeah. And in original drafts of the script for Moulin Rouge, uh, Satine had a three-year-old child and the story was told in flashbacks between Christian, Ewan McGregor, and the child. Yeah. It's Excellent. very good, Alex. You should, um, you should definitely watch it. They do a cover of Roxanne in there by the police. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Stu. Better than Annie. Oh, don't know about that. I might watch it, Stu. Tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Some from Annie there. Anyway, Stu, my number two is the only film on my list, and it is the film Labyrinth. Never seen it. You've never seen Labyrinth? No. How are we friends? So I couldn't say We're to not. you, hey, you remind me of the babe, because you wouldn't get the reference, and we could have had a whole bit of banter going, but this episode's going badly already, isn't it? <clears throat> It is. It's not, it's not going great, is it? <laughs> so Labyrinth is a 1986 film starring David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. Never heard of them. Jennifer Connelly plays Sarah, who is given 13 hours to rescue her baby brother from the Goblin King, Jareth, played by David Bowie, uh, by solving his labyrinth. And she meets a lot of different creatures along the way. The songs sang. There's a lot of David Bowie's crotch in very, very tight trousers throughout the film. Oh, that's why he picked it. Yeah, I love that. It's brilliant. Why uh, 13 hours? Well, originally she's given 26 and then she says something, I can't remember what happens, and then he said, turns it down and it's 13. She's got 13 hours to save him or she'll lose him forever. Did she, did she say Mick Jagger's got a better voice than you so he reduced it to 13? I think she was listening to a Simply Red's cassette when, <laughs> when they met. <laughs> And he wasn't best pleased. So I've got three facts about Labyrinth. Uh, the owl in the title sequence was the first um, attempt at CGI animal, uh, a CGI animal um, in movie history. Okay. Quite interesting. Uh, the second fact is David Bowie was, uh, wore a sooty glove on his hand, a sooty puppet, to calm the baby down because the baby would scream throughout the film. So I thought that was quite good. I wasn't on to, you didn't see it on the screen. And the third, third one Would have is, been better, wouldn't it? If yeah. That David Bowie did all the baby's gurgling noises throughout the film. So anytime the baby gurgles, it's actually David Bowie doing it. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. That's my second favourite musical. Go on and Stu, give us your second favourite one. The Greatest Showman. Oh, this is it. No, that's not it. This is, <laughs> this is the greatest show, man. man. <laughs> that's how they should have done it. That was the original. That's one of my facts, actually. So it's based on the real-life entertainer, Phineas T. Barnum. What does yeah. the T stand for? Terence. Nope. Tentertainment. Oh! Uh, the story focuses on Barnum, who rose from nothing to put on the greatest show on Earth. I'd say, apart from Logan... Probably Hugh Jackman's finest performance in okay. this. Yeah, it's good. I do very, like very it. Good. I do really like it. Actually, I've seen it a couple of times. It's got some good, uh, good songs in it, and I've more or less nailed down the whole dance performance to "This Is Me" as well. Okay, so when we do a live episode, and we will actually, you know, what, I'm going to go ahead and book a theatre for this. So when the theatres are back open, we'll book a live theatre and Stu will start and end the show with that dance. That's fine. And I'll sing I'll tomorrow. even dress as Wolverine to do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Go on and give us some facts. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so The Great Showman took nine years to make from concept to completion. Uh, what finally sold the deal to 20th Century Fox was the song This Is Me, the one I'm yeah. going to do the dance for. That was written during a two-hour flight to the studio meeting where it was given the green light. Mm-hmm. So they wrote that song on the plane, performed it there, and they said, yes. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, fact number two, many of the costumes used in the circus scenes at the beginning and the end of the film were borrowed from the actual production of the circus that still, well, was still going in t- until 2017. Yeah. Borrowed from there. Circus. Interesting. 
Uh, and at one point when the museum is struggling, Barnum's girl suggests to get something sensational like a unicorn or a mermaid. In reality, uh, P.T. Barnum famously bought and exhibited the Fiji mermaid, which was a monkey's carcass sewn to the body of a fish. Oh, I've seen a picture of that. Yeah, it's a bit uh, weird. Woof! <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> well, thanks, mm. Stu. Number so two. For, yeah. for my number one, I am heading back to the theatre and I'm heading to the West End, Stu. Is now, it? this is a musical that I took my mum to see. Uh, I bought her a, a ticket as a uh, birthday present many years ago. Did you go as well? I went as well because I really want to see it. So my number one, Stuart, yeah. is Legally Blonde, the musical. Now, if you you've seen what? the film, honestly, Stu, it was fucking brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I went to see it and it was one of the first showings of it because it was on a Saturday. It was a matinee showing on a Saturday. And I think it had only started uh, on the Thursday beforehand. So it was very early on. It was absolutely brilliant. The songs in it were absolutely fantastic. It was 2007. It, was, it started in uh, 2007 and it was based on the 2001 film, Legally Blonde, starring Reese Witherspoon. It had Sheridan Smith, as the lead character, L. It also had Jill Halfpenny from Baker Grossman. I can't see, you can't see, man. Um, so she was from, she was in it. And Duncan from Blue was in it as well. All right. Duncan from the uh, Dragon's Den. Yeah, and at the end, Stu, it was that good. We all rose to give them a standing ovation. Oh, very good. Well Brown done. Weather. So <laughs> it's, uh, if you've not seen Legally Blonde, it is about uh, L Woods, and she enrolls in a law school to win back her boyfriend who's left her because he doesn't think she's uh, serious enough or sensible enough. And she goes to law school and she becomes a lawyer. So it's, as Stu, the musical was absolutely brilliant. And my mum loved it. I bought a programme. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. So also to let you know, I've, got, I've only got one fact. So in April and May of 2016, it was on at the Curve Theatre in Leicester. Thought I'd put that out because, you know, we're both from Leicester originally so have you seen the film i saw al i saw al murray at the curve did you yeah i saw him at a bar in uh, edinburgh and a friend of mine asked him because he got a glass of wine and my friend said i thought it was glass of wine for the ladies and he said all right mate that's just a character so uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> good yeah but yeah legally blonde I don't care what anyone says, it was brilliant. You're going to get slaughtered for that on Twitter. Why? Because you will. You know oh, you will. Sh- shut the fuck up. Get on with you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being really mean today. Sorry. <laughs> Go on, Esther. Give us your number one. All the musicals out there. Like, you Stu, you've about? not been to the theatre to see a musical, so you don't know. I've Just been to the theatre. Oh, I've been I to the theatre. Oh, I've seen the liberty the theatre. Fuck off. Give us your number one. We're not even got to Buster Mine yet, Stu. It's going to be a hard episode. I've picked Greece, number one. Oh, for fuck's sake. It was better than all your choices. Greece is shit. All three of your picks have been fucking horrible. Like, the worst ones you picked. I haven't agreed with any of them. You haven't seen Labyrinth? Oh, shut up. Get on with it. Get on with it. I've not enjoyed any think, of your choices. Stu, don't you think Christopher Walken could have played Danny Zuko? Hey, Sandy! Sandy! <laughs> it's Chris Sandy, Lightning! Sandy, <laughs> you go to school? Wow! <laughs> go ahead, carry on. Uh, Grease, the 1978 musical film based on the 1971 stage production, not seen, of the same name. See, I've been so to see a stage production of Grease. Okay. At the De Montfort Hall in Leicester. Well, you should have picked that instead of Legally no, Blonde. shit. <laughs> right. Well, the film went. The film's magnificent. Yeah. The film depicts the lives of Greaser, Danny Zuko, played by John Travolta, and Australian transfer student Sandy Olsen, played by Olivia Newton-John. Featuring T-Birds, Pink Ladies, and Owl's idol, Eugene, <laughs> who he looks up to on a daily basis. Yeah, so, yeah I picked Grease Owl because it's probably the best musical going, film and stage-wise probably as well. No, because you've not seen uh, it on the stage, so you can't judge it. 
Well, you said my number three was shit, and you can't judge that because you hadn't seen it. I didn't say Moulin Rouge was shit. I've not seen it. I'm only saying Grease is shit. You frowned, though, didn't you? (laughs) I like the fact that all of the characters are, like, are really old in it. Like, they're all... That's my fact, you fucking ruiner. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, carry on. So, yeah, I'm picking it as number one. Grease is the word. Here's the facts, you twat. So, Al, um, I don't know if you knew this, but most of the main cast were well past their school years when filming began. Yes, I did know this. In June of 1977. You did? Wow, I did not know. Um, So, three of the cast were actually 30 or over during filming. If you want to ponder a guess of who that was. Uh, Rizzo was. Rizzo was. She was 33 at the time. Yeah, there was was one of the guys. Oh, Kanicki was. Not kind of, you know, Sonny. Sonny, he yeah. He's 31. He looks like he's about 50 in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Jan was 30. Yeah. So, yeah. They were all at least 20-odd, I think. 19, 20, something like that. Yep. John Travolta started rehearsals just four days after completing shooting for Saturday Night Fever. Okay. So pretty much back-to-back for these. And uh, Olivia Newton-John, she still owns Sandy's leather trousers, but has never worn them since. She don't wear them because they give her chills. Multiplying. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it, Al. That's, um, All right, that's my I do, top three. I do take it back. I don't, I don't mind Grease. I just, when I went to see a stage version of Grease, do, I was working at Starbucks at the time. And the next day one of the guys came in who was in it. It was in the stage show. And I said, Oh, I saw you in Greece yesterday. You were really good. And he was so rude to me. I just thought you prick. So it just then made me hate the, that production because the actor in it was just a knobhead. Was like, he a greaser? Yeah, he was one of the greasers. And it was just like, you're at the fucking De Montfort Hall. You're not in the West End. Don't act like you're Jean-Michel Jarre. <laughs> Right, go to social media. I saw the stereophonics at the month before. No one cares. It's not a fucking musical. They are musical, but it's not a musical. It was a great show. Oh, brilliant. Do you want to hear from the socials? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Chris Comrath. I'm going to start with him this week. Okay. All right. Hurry up then. He's He's picked Wizard of Oz. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Greece yeah. and West Side Story. He's also yeah. gave uh, special mentions to Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Bedknobs and Broom Six, The Book of Mormon. Hold on, why are we British? letting people have special mentions? It's top so, three. Chris knows this. He had to go at you for it once. And produ- producers. Stu, we were me and you were in Wizard of Oz, weren't we? Yeah, I had lines and you just did a tanker dance. <laughs> yeah, and my trousers are on back to front. Regular Gav, he's gone for South Park the movie. Yes. Lion King. Yeah. And, okay, this one's going to get you out. Mary Poppins Returns, who he said that version was better than, than the original, which okay. is um, ridiculous. Yeah, I've not seen the new one. So I can't judge. It's not as good. He also gives an honourable mention to the Planet of the Apes musical in The Simpsons. <laughs> can I play the piano anymore? Of course you of can. Course you well, can. I couldn't before. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Nathan Banner. He's gone for The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Hamilton. Not seen it, but... That's really good, that is. I watched yeah. that the first time the other day. Very good. And Chicago. Yes, I went to see Chicago in the West End, Stu. Don't and care. And Denise Van Outen in it. Still don't care. And she uh, winked Danny at me. Bruin. Hey? Eh? She winked at me. She probably had something in her eye. No, they, I think yeah. they had to wink at people in the audience, and I was just in her eye line. I'm pretty sure it wasn't you. Danny Bruin, he's gone for War of the Worlds. Yeah. Good choice. Uh, Greece and the Rocky Horror. Yeah. Uh, Haley, Stacey Hamill, Hayes on Fire, Grease, Saturday Night Fever, and The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. Keith Campbell, Wicked, 
Moulin Rouge and the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, yes. Uh, our friend Frank Mendoza. Hello, Frank. Hey, Frankie. Uh, Rent, Singing in the Rain, and The Who's Tommy. Very oh. good choice. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Brandon Dran. Brandon Rocky Horror. Yeah. South Park the movie and Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay. He did ask to change it to Labyrinth, but first we're on first answer only. So yeah. No. Uh, Mernie Myrtle, Keza G. <laughs> Scro- <laughs> Scrooge, Mary Poppins, and Willy Wonka. Yeah. Uh, Ed Roberts, one of the new lot. Yep. Wicked Avenue Q and Little Shop of Horrors. Uh huh. And uh, the Randall Clan. Kimbo, Chicago, La La Land, and Hamilton. I haven't seen La La Land. No, I've not seen it either. I've heard it's very good. Uh, my dad, Phantom of the Opera, Les Miserables, and Billy Elliot. Mm-hmm. Claire went for Moulin Rouge, Little Shop of Horrors, and Hamilton. Yep. And Katie Pick, Les Mis, Great Showman, and Hairspray. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, for everyone, for contributing to that. So, <laughs> next top three. Let's move on. It's going to be shit. Right, Stu, we're going to have to be nice to each other for the rest of the episode. Let's just say that Buster Mind is going to be a lovely one this time around. So I'm moving it away from the world of entertainment, Stu, and I'm making it simple. So on the next episode, and I'm going to have to do a little bit of explanation for this, I want your top three sandwiches, okay? Oh, yeah. Now, the way that this is going to be consistent of, Stu, is two pieces of bread... And a filling. Now, the filling can be, you can have BLT if you want. You can have a chicken Caesar. You can have stuff like that. So you can have different things in it, but I'm excluding wraps or burgers. Okay? It has to be a sandwich. You can have it toasted if you want. I'm talking about sandwiches. So maybe ones that you can get in a meal deal from a supermarket or something like that if you want. Does that make sense? Yeah, cheers for explaining what a sandwich is. I'm sure everyone's going to get stuck no, on that. No, but I thought someone's going to fucking say wraps or like a Big Mac or something like that. Someone's going to be trying to be a fucking clown. You can't have a burger as a sandwich. Yeah, no, but some people will. So if you'd like to get in contact with us and tell us your top three sandwiches, then why not get in contact via email? We are stewandalpod at gmail.com or we are on Twitter and Instagram at stewandalpod. So that was top three. And now it is time for 90s Corner. (laughs) 90s Corner. In each episode, Stu and I bring something from the 90s. We discuss it. And if both of us think that it was great, baby, it gets swept into 90s Corner. But if one of us goes, "Uh uh-uh, no thank you, then it gets sold off in the Leicester Mercury or Lincoln equivalent. Stu, what's your 90s corner this episode? ER. ER? <laughs> ER. Yeah, okay. ER. The uh, lives and losses of doctors and nurses of Chicago's County General Hospital, which ran from 1994 to 2009. The important thing is it started in the 90s, yeah, that's the best years. Or in the 90s as well. Did you watch it, Al? I didn't. Now, have you got any facts for, for, for me? Yeah. Tell me, tell me your facts and then, I'll, uh, and then we'll talk about it. So it was written by Michael Crichton. And it was originally planned as a movie to be directed by Steven Spielberg. But it yeah. kind of got dropped as that idea. Um, became a TV series. But he went on to direct another Michael Crichton book, Jurassic Park. Park, yep. Uh, the character of Abby Lockhart is the only character to have been both a doctor and a nurse. Oh! And Anthony Edwards, who plays Dr. Green, also pops up in Top Gun, where he plays the lovable Goose. <laughs> uh, nobody mentioned that he was in that film in the show, though. I don't know why. That yeah, would have been a weird, nice little thing to go off there. Sadly, though, his character in both Top Gun and ER die. Oh, well, it's not worth watching yeah. now. It is. It's very good. Okay. Is that everything you got for it? Yeah. Now, I didn't watch ER, <laughs> but it did give us George Clooney, didn't it? Lovely George did Clooney. It? So, I've not seen it, Stu, but I've heard it's brilliant. So, I'm going to let you sweep it in. Yeah. So, you know, on the show, right? So, 
whenever they're like in their little downtime or chill time, they're always in like this little basketball court in the grounds of the hospital. Yeah. But they actually bought that in. Well, George Clooney bought the net in it so he could play basketball in between takes. Yeah. And then the rest of the cast started using it and eventually became part of the show as well. Yeah. What does ER stand stand for, Stu? Um, Elephant Room. Oh, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. So, yeah, so go on, go on, uh, go on, sweep it in. Excellent. Well done, Stu. So I bought something, Stu, from the 90s that most of us would be lost with these days <laughs> if we didn't have it. I've bought Was it te- lost? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I bought text messaging with me this week. So the first text message, and I'm talking about from mobile phones, was sent on December the 3rd, 1992 from Neil Papworth to Richard Jarvis at Vodafone. Now, Stu, I'm going to give you a little quiz here. I'm going to give you three answers. What do you think that text message said? Was it A, Merry Christmas? Was it B, send us a dick pic? Or was it, <laughs> or was it C, <laughs> hello? What was it? Hello. No, it was Merry Christmas. Ah, shit. It was sent on December 3rd. So. But yeah, it, it, it did actually have to be typed on a PC as mobiles didn't have keyboards at the time. But it was sent to a mobile phone. It was the first text message, which I thought was quite interesting. So, did he reply? Uh, yeah, he sent a picture of his um, penis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which again, couldn't be opened on a mobile phone, so they had to no, it on the computer, I guess. So, well, what he did is he went round and he just, shut, he just pulled his trousers down and showed him his willy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think? Well, but for that text yeah. messaging, yeah, yeah, put it in because um, we've all we've all sent a text in our time, haven't we? Brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay, Stu, thank you. That's two for two. So, have we got any social media this week? Uh, only a couple. Okay. Literally, uh, Moaning Myrtle. She's yep. picked Hey Arnold. Yeah. Move it, football head. Exactly. Um, regular Gav's pick celebrity deathmatch. Yeah, very good. Very good. Sweet. Well, I think we should both send them both through. Excellent. So, come on, listeners. You've, you've got a job to do. This feature won't last unless... Well, we'll, we'll last. We'll just do it on our own. And we'll just make yeah. up mm-hmm. We'll just say so, you've done them. Yeah. You're embarrassing ones for each and every one of you. So, if you'd like to send right. us something that you think should be submitted to 90s Corner, then why not get in contact again? We are stuanalpod at gmail.com or we're on Twitter and Instagram at stuanalpod. So that was 90s Corner. And now it is time for a brand new feature. Replacing, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It's time Ooh. for Al's ads. Yay! For subpar comedy and for impressions, it's time for... So, as we said last week, we were going to get rid of two features. One of those being, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, mainly because I've run out of impressions. But I have replaced it with something called Al's Ads. Al's Adverts. That's what I'm trying to get at there. So, each week, obviously, I managed to sell quite a lot of advertising, advertising space on this podcast. We've had a lot of things, haven't we? We've had Bruce Forsyth's rap album. We've had numerous yeah. Barry... Barry's business. We've had all that kind of thing. We had Jackie D's album, all that kind of thing. So each week I will be getting a advert put together from somewhere across the globe. It could be a celebrity. It could be a brand new business coming up. And I will give that tape to Stu and he will play that advert for you at home. So Stu, I had a lot of interest in this feature from some really big name celebrities as well. But this week, Stu, I've decided to go with our good friend Barry, because okay. how could I start this feature without Barry? Really? Just couldn't. You're staying I? loyal to Barry, really. Aren't you, I've got to stay loyal to him. Yeah, of course. So, Stuart, I'm going to pass you the tape for Barry's new business. There you go. Uh, click. Statistically, 10 out of 10 fat bastards get kicked, <laughs> kneed, or punched in the bollocks every time they make lewd or overly sexualized comments at ladies. But we here at Barry's have produced Barry's Bollock Basher Spray. Spray your ball bag. (laughs) Spray your ball bag 
30 minutes before being kicked, kneed or punched in the sack and you won't feel anything. But don't take my word for it. Here is a satisfied customer. I run my way. (laughs) 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 I run my way to make my third daily scotch egg trip to the Asda. But on the way, I pass a local nurse's college. I made lewd and overly sexualized comments to them. When they usually kick me in the bollocks, I usually... (laughs) I shit myself when I'm doubled over in pain. But this time, their repeated kicking to my nether regions meant that I felt nothing because of Barry's spray. Thanks, Barry! Call us now to get a special offer. Buy three cans and get a used jazz mag found in the bushes near my house. That's Barry. <laughs> That's Barry's bollock basher spray. Call today. So, Stu, that's a good little business, isn't it? <laughs> For anyone who likes making lewd comments at ladies. <laughs> so, what we'll do is we'll, we will put out information in the social media so that people can, you know, call these businesses and get their business. You know, it's just yep. as simple as first... that. First entry to our live show in the pub we go to will get a free can of Barry's bollock oh, bash spray as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was the first of hopefully many Al's ads. But now it is time to move on to In the News. In each episode, Stu tells us two news stories. One that he's only gone and made up and the other that he's find, found in some sort of newspaper or magazine or on the internet. He also... A publication. Publication. And I have to guess which one's real and which one's fake. He'll also give us some sports results, the weather, travel, and any other old shit. Go on, Stu. On you go, pal. Cheers, Al. Thanks for that. Here are your headlines. Uh, Debbie Harry gets frustrated with her new Sudoku book the vows to solve it one way or another. <laughs> uh, Tina Turner reveals her wardrobe for this summer. Simply a vest. <laughs> <laughs> and Aretha Franklin to star in the French remake of Twins. She said, I play a little frere for you. <laughs> I play a little frere for you. <laughs> very good, very good. Very good, very good. Okay, so story number one, Al. Is yeah. this true or is it a pack of lies? A Russian school teacher who is attracted to inanimate objects married a briefcase she calls Gideon in a ceremony attended by family and friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Rain Gordon from Moscow met her husband five years ago when she uh, when she bought him in a hardware store for a photo shoot. <laughs> oh, okay. She was she always felt that her life um her love for, even for the metal briefcase was misunderstood. As you know, it could be. Yeah. But they married in but they married in June at a wedding officiated by a friend. Um when she was a teenager she fell in love with a shopping centre. <laughs> That just opened up in her hometown, but she kept that a secret because she thought, you know, nobody would really understand her. Like, no, but the briefcase thing's they? fine. Yeah, obviously. Um, she said, "Seeing Gideon makes my heart beat stronger." Ah, oh, really? I am madly in love with his silver, his reflections, and his metal. Oh, yeah. She also explained that although she initially admired him for his looks. You know, because he's a yeah. briefcase. Uh, she later fell in love and that they spend a lot of time in the evenings having conversations for hours on end. I mean, he must be a great listener or something. <laughs> but apparently, uh, Rain is planning to save money on the flight tickets for the honeymoon as Gideon will be included as hand luggage. Oh, yeah, good. Um, before the flight, Rain packed the travel essentials whereas Gideon just packed himself. <laughs> and apparently inside, all he had was briefs. Oh. Uh, so that's story number one, Al, but 
Is that true? Or could this be true? Okay. Sorry, number two. Duran Duran plan on releasing a series of children's books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. That's not funny. Yeah, no. just planning to release I'm a series got, of books. Just got a feeling about this one. Uh, so it's dubbed the brainchild of Simon Le Bon. The wild boys of the <laughs> 80s have signed a deal with Penguin and the books are to be released in time for Christmas this year. Simon says, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I've had these ideas for a while now. I'll give you a sneak peek on what's to come. There's the first one about a peckish canine, Hungry Mike the Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh god the next uh, set in rio is about a child hairdresser who secretly films his clients curls on film <laughs> and and the last one takes place in space where planet earth is uh notorious i mean sorry about that the, the, to the rest of the solar system as it isn't an ordinary world uh-huh. like the other planets uh, it begins to come undone. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got a call. Hi, it's uh, Simon LeBon. Is there something I should know? Oh, gosh. Uh, Nick, take over. Hi, it's Nick Rhodes. Sorry about that. But if uh, his phone rings, it's like a reflex <laughs> to answer it. Uh, the Save a Prayer collection is in all good bookshops from December. A View to a Kill. Brilliant. <laughs> well, so uh, which one's real and which one is not? Seeing as you seem to have some sort of fascination with using puns from bands, I'm going to say that the Duran Duran one is the made up story. Yeah, sorry, I made all that up. Yes. Did think I had you there and never went. <laughs> but what about that woman, eh? Married a briefcase. I know. Called Gideon. Like, does she put stuff inside him? <laughs> I have no idea, mate. I'm just wondering about this conversation she has. Like, how does she hear it talk back? Or it's it's a funny old world. Let's leave it. At it that. really is. Yeah. It's not an ordinary world. No. Sure. Oh god. Give us some sport. You want a bit of sport, Al? Yes, please. All right. So in sport, the in the world weddy flogging tournament in Chile, there was a lot of flogging. Yeah. Uh, there was high drama in the world. Ch- Shin, king, shin kicking championships with a lot of shin kicking. Yeah. And in Glasgow, in the cable tossing championships, there was a lot of uh, cables being thrown. Yeah. You mean kybers? No. <laughs> Carry on. I was going to say tossing, but you know. Yeah. You ruined the joke. Never mind. Travel. Uh, a bit of traffic on Rats Junction with long tailbacks having fallen <sighs> there. Yep. <laughs> and the weather is mizzling. Oh. That's the news, Gerald. Well, thank you, Stu. That was in the news. And let's move briefly on to Bastermind. Aha, <laughs> briefly. I get what you did there. Hey! In each episode, Stu and I give each other a horrible subject that we have to research over the two weeks to the next record. And then we have to answer five questions on it. All questions must come from the Wikipedia page so that there is no... Cheating. Cheating, that's it. Good, well done. So last week, Stu, I gave you the subject of Hungry Hungry Hippos and you gave me... Star Trek. Star Trek. Yes, you did. <laughs> right. Who wants to go first? I've got a few this time. You, you, I, went, I answered last time first. Go so. on then. Go on then. Right, Alex, Star Trek. Do you know much about Star Trek? Have you had no. fun learning about it? Uh, yeah, loved it. Great. Okay, so question one. What is the name given to Star Trek fans? Trekkies. Trekkies, yes, correct. Uh, question two. Who created Star Trek? Gene Roddenberry. That's correct. Yep, yes. Gene Roddenberry. Uh, question three. The USS Enterprise is a space exploration vehicle built by who? NASA? No. It's the United Federation of Planets. Oh, I don't fucking know. Question four. The year the first episode of the original series was released? 1966. Correct. And it was 8th of September 1966. That's one of the things I remembered. Correct. Again, well done. Uh, and the actor who originally played Scotty? Oh, I don't have the pure. I don't know. 
I never get that. And Sorry. James Doohan. James Doohan. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I've got three. You've got three. Well done. Oh, brilliant. Okay, Stu. So your subject was Hungry Hungry Hippos. You enjoy researching Hungry Hungry Hippos? Yes. Excellent. So here we go. Question one. The game was invented in 1978, but when was the first idea published for it? 1969. 1967. Bastard. Question two. What is the other name for the game rather than Hungry Hungry Hippos? There's another name? Yeah. Oh, the Elephant. Elephant or something like that. No, it's just Hungry Hippos. It was right at the start of the Wikipedia page, so I do apologise. Question three. What skill is required? To eat the marbles and win the game. Uh, It's dexterity. Again, it was in the drop-down menu. It wasn't. Question four. uh, What kind of neck do the hippos have? A spring neck. Telescopic. Where the fuck was all this? Honestly, the page isn't that long. And question five. Who was the publisher? Hasbro. Milton Bradley. Which is a division of Hasbro. Yeah, but that's not the point. I was asking for the person. All right, you can have Hasbro then. All right, you can have Hasbro then. Yeah. (laughs) Milton whatever is not a person anyway. It's a division of Hasbro company. Yes. Yeah, but he was the original one, and then it it went to Hasbro. Not a person. I didn't say what company was it. I said who was the publisher. Yeah, but it's still not a person. It was still 3-1, so I've still won. So it's it's 5-1 now. Stu, would you like your tie-break question? I ain't bothered. You, you like this one, because I know you've done research on this bit. Can you name two of the hippos? Happy, Harry, Homer and Henry. And Lizzie was the original that was dropped. Yeah, well done. So it was Lizzie, Henry, Homer and Harry as the originals. Okay. Do you want to give me the tiebreaker? Name the original six Star Trek films. Uh, Voyage into the Anus. Nope. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't give a shit. Boy, Star Trek yeah. 1 was called Star Trek The Motion Picture. Uh, Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan. Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. Star Trek 4, The Voyage Home. Star Trek 5, The Final Frontier. Star Trek 6, The Undiscovered Country. Excellent. And Star Trek 7, Alex is a Prick. Ah, so if you've, if you've just tuned in, we are listing Star Wars, Star Trek films. Sorry. So Stu, that was a better one though. We didn't argue as much on that one. Nice, wasn't it? Your questions are fucking crap. They're what in the fucking drop down menu right at the top. What, what right at the, the top. Go what back and look at the wiki. Shut the fuck up. There was loads more decent questions you could have had. None what, of them were easy. Go on then. What was the more decent questions? <clears throat> you can't. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. Colors it was in of the, the drop down menu. In the drop down menu, it's got. Okay, in the drop down menu, it's got what skill is required? Dexterity. And what kind of neck do they have? Telescopic. In the little drop down menu where it says where all the basic details are, which is where I get most of my questions from. So if you fucking look lyrics, at that, you'll get two right at least. Lyrics used on the advert, that could have been a better one. I even learnt the song, for God's sake. Oh, well, brilliant. Right, Stu, what's, what's my topic for next episode? Arseholes. Uh, is it all questions about you? <laughs> no, your, your, next week, your one next week is about aardvarks. Aardvarks. Okay, Stu, yours. And I've given you a really nice one for next episode. It's Arnie. That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus Great. Christ. Right, that was Buster Mine. Now it's time for Bag of Nails. Uh, each episode, me or Al take a trip down to uh, where did we go, Al? The Bag of Nails. London. In London? London? Yeah, we go to London. We go to this pub called the Bag of Nails. It's very nice. Do a nice, decent pint in there. Stay off the food, though. Uh, this week, you went, didn't you, Al? I did. I did indeed. Virtually. Virtually. Yep. Who, who did you meet? Uh, I met a bloke called Darren. Darren, eh? Yeah. Quite an interesting one. Was he, uh, was he nice? Was he fun? Yeah, he was all was right. Quite... Very chilled out. Very chilled out. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you make a recording by any chance? <laughs> of course I did, Stu. <laughs> Here's the tape. tape then. Here's the tape. Yeah, cheers. Click. Hello, Stuart. Hey, is, is that his name, is it? Stuart. Hey, all right, Stuart. The name's Darren. And I'm talking to your pal, Al. 
Hey, Palinal rhyme. Hey, Stu rhymes with. Anyway, Stu. <laughs> the name's. <laughs> the name's Darren, and I've been coming down the bag of nails for about 10 years now, Stu. Uh, I like to think of myself as a little bit like a Dell boy. I'm a wheeler dealer, Stu, but I don't like cigars. No, I prefer the old puff puff. <laughs> I knew I was going to have trouble saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I prefer the old Mary Jane, Stu, the old Puff Puff. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Stu. You know, it takes me all down to Munchie City. Yes, please. <laughs> Stu, my family, uh, they don't like me having the old Puff Puff. They try to get me to go to the old drug rehabilitation clinic. When I got there, they said, hey, don't go on the lawn. And there's a sign on there that says, keep off the grass. So, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, still, you can't see it, but Al, do you like these shoes that I've got on? I bought them from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean. <laughs> hey, uh, I like the old puff puff, but then I went fishing and I accidentally caught a duck and now I'm hooked on quack. <laughs> uh, hey, I wanted to try and make some extra money, so I wrote a film called Cocaine. I gave myself a couple of lines. <laughs> hey, stool. There's uh, something going round outside down here where a lot of us were drinking brake fluid, and I got quite addicted to it, but I can stop any time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone said to me recently, they said, hey, Darren, is someone selling drugs in the bag of nails? And I said, I don't think so, because if they were, we'd know. <laughs> Anyway, Stu, I've got to get home because I fancy a bit of the old puff puff. Nice to talk to you, Stu, which rhymes with see you later, Stu. Goodbye. So, Stu, that was Darren. Interesting fellow. He really was. But he did have a lovely pair of shoes on. So. Uh, can't say I liked him. No. Sound. Nah. Giving off bad vibes. <laughs> Anyway, that was my trip down to the Bag of Nails. Next week, or next episode, Stu will be going down to the Bag of Nails. But now, it is time for our second brand new feature, replacing Arnie Improves Things. It is now time for Stu's brand new feature, Mike Reed's Top Tips. Mike Reed's Top Tips. Pep, 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 pep. So, each week, we... Um... We badger Mike Reed into giving us tips on life. Uh, he's usually reluctant to this. Uh, we've finally managed to um, get him to record two. Uh, but it's going to be a struggle to get him to do this every week. Al. It's going to be a lot of badgering. Yep. I know. But if we um, ply him with booze, I'm sure he'll uh, comply. Okay. Uh, so here's the tip, top tip recording I got from him. Click. Hello everyone, it's Mike Reed here, you know, from that, that show in London. Oh yeah, you've been needing a bit of tips on life. So I'm going to share with you, as promised, my booze will be coming after this. So I'm going to share with you my top tips that gets me through each and every week. Right. Uh, so, no, no flashlight on your phone. Well, that's all right. Take a photo of the sun. And then use it in the dark. Play the net. For the kitchen. One for the kitchen, lads. One for the kitchen. Is your sink full of dirty utensils? If that's so, put some clean dishes on the rack. Then it looks like, you know, you're working on it. <laughs> Join me next time while I'll give you two more top tips on how to improve your life. <laughs> You bit of sardines. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I really enjoyed that. So that was Mike Reed's top tips, a brand new feature. So 
listeners, you've really been spoiled with two brand new features this week. We hope you enjoyed them. But Stu, that's that's the end of the episode. So have you got anything you want to tell me? Because I've got something, you know, episode 20, I've got something I want to sort of tell you about, but I'll let you tell us whatever you've got. I do. I was watching a documentary the other day. There was two pigs, yeah. two pigs sitting in the sun. Yeah. And uh, one one said to the other, oh, my God, it's hot. I mean, Jesus, I'm boiling. The other one says, yeah, no, I'm baking. <laughs> oh, so, Stu, so, as as it's episode twenty, and I think we've kind of got this podcasting thing down now. So I'm branching out a little bit. I'm starting my own podcast. Okay, hey, start my own podcast, and I just wanted to use this episode really as a. I've got like a a thing for it. I just want to sort of you know try and sell it, try and get some listeners. So you're leaving. It's called the Student Al Pod. Okay. So, You're leaving I this one then, don't know you? where I got the name from. Well, I still do this from time to time, but I'm going to put most Tom of my Raff. efforts into Here's this. Here's your time, mate. Keep Tom <laughs> Raff. Keep Tom Raff. Keep Tom Raff. Replace him. <laughs> so, as I say, this is called the Student Owl Pod. Okay. Now, what it was is it's recorded. It's when I was at university, when me and Stu were at university together, wink, wink. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, those times. Still, I don't know if you remember, I always used to have a dictaphone with me and I recorded every single conversation that me and Stu had at the university. So I've kind of used these, I've gone through them all and I want to start a new podcast about that. And it's about student life really back in the um, 2000s. So Stu, I'm going to pass you the tape and this is the promo for the, for, for, for my new podcast. Okay. Can I just give you the tape there? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Click. Al, you are an excellent young man. We'd like to offer you a full scholarship at Harvard Cambridge University on any course you like. Everything will be paid for. And that includes your food, your drink, and your accommodation for the three years. Okay, I'd love to, but only if my friend Stu can come along. But he's been rejected from every university in the world. (laughs) But I'm afraid if you want me, you're going to have to take Stu as well. Okay, but only because it's you, Al. Let's skip forward now to Freshers' Week. Stu, Stu, let's go out. Come on, let's go out and have a party. Go to the bars and everything. But I want to read this book on the respiratory system. Stu, you're not even... (laughs) Stu, you're not even studying medicine. Let's go and party. But what about my asthma? You haven't got asthma, Stu. But parties are often very dusty. I don't want to get asthma. So that night I went out on my own and I got made some new pals and bought them back for a house party. Stu, Stu, I've brought people back to the house for a party. But large groups give me diarrhea. <laughs> I worked on <laughs> I worked on Stu and tried to get him out often, you know, to go out and meet people, really. Stu, Stu, university is a time to try new things. Maybe find yourself and grow, Stu. Come on, let's go out and see where the night takes us. Let me put on my adult nappy in case I get diarrhea again. <laughs> And I just want to skip forward, you know, to the end of the course. Congratulations, Al. You've been awarded a PhD in every subject in the world. Oh, brilliant. What about Stu? Stu, you've been given a BTEC in being a party pooper. Wait, what's that smell? No, I got diarrhea again. So, Stu, that was kind of a promo on your podcast. What do you think? Will you subscribe? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, listeners. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, tell us your top three sandwiches for the next episode or submit something for 90s Corner. Or if you'd just like to say hello or give us a nice five-star review, then you can contact us. We are stuandalpod at gmail.com or on social media at stuandalpod on Instagram and Twitter. So, Stu, 
that is the end of episode 20. Do you want to say goodbye? Yes, goodbye to you, because I'm starting my new podcast uh, from next week. It's called the Stu and Chris Comrath podcast. podcast. <laughs> oh, hopefully uh, you won't get diarrhea. <laughs> but it'll give me a chance to um, rest my back up as well, since I've been carrying you for 20 episodes. Oh, listen to him, listeners. Listen to him. <laughs> right, anyway. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Love you, Al. Bye, love you. <laughs>